Coming up on First Course Versus Evil, was this the actual year that music died? Mm, something died. <laughs> That's next. Welcome to Verse Course Verse, episode 132. I am DL. With me is Evil. You can hear his soul dying as he listens to the music of 2010. Jimmy, Evil, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm. I'm doing well. Good. I'm trying to be measured here. Am I? <laughs> I don't want to stall the engine <laughs> out of the gates here. <laughs> but yeah, I'm doing all right. Our buddy Rachel just got married yesterday. Two days Yay. ago, three days ago, four days ago, three, who knows? She is officially <laughs> somebody's property. Oh. Congratulations, Rachel. Did she, was there a dowry involved? Well, I mean, probably. Okay. Good for two. Yeah. <laughs> Jackpot. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been a hell of a week. I'm not complaining. I learned how to video edit. So when this comes out. When does this come out? You will all be seeing a video that I edited. So when you watch the video that comes out and say, what the fuck happened to the editing? Nah. Uh, <laughs> it's cause DL did. I'm not sped. Sorry about that. I like that you're doing the, the video. That's fun. So I gotta say it's fucking fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. So Sven might've fucked up. Nah. Because I, I kind of like doing it. It's fucking fun, dude. I think at some point all of us should at least give a go at the other part. Like, I mean, I just fucking show up and spout off shit. I don't, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not doing any of the behind the scenes stuff. That's like, not true because you're my ideas, man. Mm. You're the ideas, man, Michael. Cause I got that yeah. big brain. What's the line on, uh, <laughs> arrested development. I'm an ideas man, Michael. I think I've proved that with <laughs> mountain. <laughs> <laughs> That that's appropriate for this episode. This episode should be called Fuck Mountain. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a uh, King of the Mountain at the end of this. That's the King of Who Gives a Fuck. <laughs> I mean, we're right out the gate. We're just gonna admit it. Every year, there's at least a not an argument, but there's a little bit of a how do we leave this one out? In our top ten this year, it was more like, can we find another like three fucking albums to put on this, dude? I right. <laughs> And even we're usually really good at being eclectic with the list too, but we really, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> we really had to resort to your specific likes and my specific likes. Yeah. 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 Cause everything else is shit. Fucking 2010 is what stinky we, melted shit. <laughs> that's what we're talking yeah. about. We're talking about 2010. We decided to dissect this year. It was actually kind of evil's fault. What? What? <laughs> Wow. I decided this year that we needed a beginning and an end to this whole year dissection thing. We already talked about pre-64 because 64 is really when albums began to take shape. But then you and I were, this was a while ago, so you probably don't even remember, but we were trying to figure out what the end date should be. Yeah. And you came up with the brilliant, and I'm not being sarcastic, brilliant question of when did Spotify become a yeah. thing? Hey, I'm an idea man. <laughs> so 2011 is when Spotify came over to America. It already been a thing. And so we decided 2010. That's what it's got to be. Yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like maybe we should have done something else. 2009. Yeah. <laughs> this, 
2010 should have just been a fucking black void. Yeah. Or we should have just said, screw it. And yeah, 2010 sucked. Now stay tuned for the rest of the episode on fucking Lord of the Rings. It's like Paul Harvey. The rest of the story. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. His radio uh-huh. show was like one of the original podcasts. Awesome. But I mean, this is way before podcasts, yeah. but his format. Yeah, it was like that. And uh, what was the, ch- there was the, um, wasn't like Prairie Home Companion and mm. shit like that, like pre-NPR? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not. <laughs> no, it's not. We're so, fuck. we're already, we've we're already like run struggling. out of shit to talk yeah, about. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, this rough. How long did it take you to establish that this year sucked ass? Uh, <laughs> what I usually do to start out a year, I'll kind of like look at my favorite albums that I think are roughly in that period and see if I can find like, okay, what albums are like my albums from that year. And it was fucking thin content. Mm -hmm. And then I'll look at like all of the tastemakers, if you will, out there, what were their top lists of the, and right. I'm like, I have fucking no anchor point to this year (laughs) at all. Like there's like zero nostalgia. I lived through the year somehow. You did. There's just nothing. There's nothing. It's a black hole. So the only thing that I had going for me, this was like my big breakup year. The biggest breakup I ever had was this year. Mm -mm. So there are a couple really good breakup albums for me. That's not a fucking, you don't want to hang your hat on that. (laughs) It's going to be rough, folks. You're only as good as your best loss. Something like that. No, I like it. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. Don't like that. That's what we're doing tonight. We're talking about 2010. Hopefully some of you are listening and you're thinking, hey, idiots, what about this album? What about this album? And please do write in. Mm. I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a couple you're not going to hear about on this because they're not that good, (laughs) you know? So don't, please don't come at me. I know which one is going to, it's going to be evil that we're not even going to touch on. I'll just say it now. And we will touch on it is the Vampire Weekend album. I don't give a fuck about that album. No. We're going to get complaints about it. That album's not that good. From who? Um, our listeners. <laughs> really? Yeah, there's some Vampire Weekend fans out there. All right. Which is fine. So we touched on it. Good job, us. <laughs> Let's get to the most important part of the night. It's a Monday. Yeah. We're, I was a little I don't too, know. too excited our, right there. <laughs> you are. <Yeah. laughs> it's the middle of summer, so I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'll actually go first because my drink is, it's okay. It's basically like a cheating tequila sunrise. Mm. Tequila, I think I did mi compo. Just a little bit of, why am I saying sangria? What's the red? Why am I blanking on? Sangria is red. (laughs) It is, but that's not what I'm thinking of. Grenadine. Grenadine. Thank you. (laughs) What the fuck? A little bit of uh, orange juice and then I did just some soda water. It's a good Monday evening yeah. Beverage. Monday evening summer beverage. Evil, yours looks more evil. Uh, it's purple. I don't know if it's more oh. evil. Oh. It's uh, a... Hey. Uh, yeah, it's a aviation. <laughs> I think... It's, it's kind of hacked together. I forgot what my recipe... I have a recipe for this, and I forgot what it was. I think you so drank that on your first time ever being on the episode. Really? On the on the podcast. I think your first drink ever was an aviation. It's a great drink. I, bought, yeah. I got a new bottle of the Botanist Gin, which is one of my favorite gins. So mm. I hadn't made anything with it yet. So I love aviation. Fucking why not? I haven't eaten yet. So this will be. Oh, my goodness me. I'm actually taking Friday off and we're going to Stanley on Thursday night 
to go mm. camping over the long weekend. Friggin' right. awesome. Yeah. That's well, uh, that's what we're drinking tonight. Stick with us. We're going to get through this year. God damn it. And I, there are some good, like, I don't want to just say it's all shit <laughs> because there is some good stuff that came out this year. It's just, it's definitely not plentiful. Yeah. Dig for it. Yes. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We are back. Let me get up to my notes because I'm not a pro. Delving into 2010, I am going to give first off the top grossing movies to give everybody a little bit of a feel the highest grossing movie of 2010 one zero six seven billion dollars for toy story 3. i like me some toy story i'll tell you what's shocking is next up 1.025 billion for alice in wonderland seriously that fucking cashed in i did not realize that it did that well johnny depp as the mad hatter alice i don't think i've even ever seen that it's not bad. It's not $1 billion yeah. good. Well, that tells you how bad this year was culturally. It's true. <laughs> Inception, True Grit, which was a badass remake. Yeah. And then, of course, Eclipse, the Twilight I, second or third one. I don't know. Those are your big mm. movies. You will like the first, what I think is the biggest story as far as in the past, moving forward in the future, and that is that the WikiLeaks dump Oh, happened. wow. That's such that an makes evil sense. story. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> was that one of the most exciting experiences of your life when the WikiLeaks happened? I love conspiracies. I know. It's my And favorite. like yeah. people oh. in power getting... Getting fucked. Know. Yes. <laughs> Big fan. I like the leaks. <laughs> the Chile Miner Miracle. Remember when the mi- like the 23 miners were stuck in Chile? For- oh, yeah, my like, this, I, I'm I'm having flashback to a Louis C.K. joke. We got to do the friendship test. I know that I know your favorite album. Well, do you? No, I don't. No, but you don't. I think that your favorite album is uh, Cavell Tax self-titled mm-hmm. album. That's first a very, album. very, very good guess. Yeah, that might be right. What about me? What do you think my favorite album of 2010? Oh, I have two because I have a disclaimer mm. because there's one that I think could be. But it's also controversial. Okay. You know what I'm talking. Yeah. Yes. We talked about this pre-podcast. Where are we gonna where are we gonna talk about this album? Because there's controversy surrounding it. So my position is we do uh, fuck it, and I think that's your position too. Yeah. And then later on this year, there's gonna be a specific uh, episode where we're all just gonna argue about that. That'll be fun. I'm using that to my own advantage because there is another album this year that has some like similar controversy that I'll mention at some point. So mm-hmm. I will. I was gonna say that, the album Daughters by Daughters. We've discussed this album, you and I before. I know that it's and it's a it's a fucking good musically, artistically. It is. It's it a, very much is. A There's good some effort. shit there. Yeah. However, yeah. <laughs> Lucy's got some explaining to do. Let's just say. <laughs> um, anyway, I decided to try to find maybe something else, and I know you're a big fan of Plastic Beach by Gorillaz. I'm, that could also be 
a favorite. Those are two very, very good guesses. I love both those albums. Ladies and gentlemen, let's find out. Let's start talking about 2000 fucking 10, <laughs> AKA the year that CDs died. Mm. This was like the second year that there was supposed to be this big vinyl resurgence. It didn't happen. This was a catacomalismic. That's <laughs> I'll take it. I'm, I'm leaving that. Uh, year for CDs. What was it? Highest selling CD was Recovery by Eminem, which sold 3.4 million copies, which was really good. But then other than that, nobody fucking sold CDs. Mm. This is like post housing bubble recession era. People mm -hmm. didn't have a whole lot of money. People had no money right now. Right. Not only had everybody been out of work, but even the people that could get unemployment no longer had unemployment. Mm -hmm. Everybody was fucking broke as shit. Total number of albums sold 326.2 million, which is the lowest since they started compiling that data in 1993. Damn. Total album sales dropped off 13% from 2009. 13%. That's, That's fucking big. huge. That's enormous. Yeah. Digital track sales had only grown at this point 1%. Keep in mind that uh, Spotify didn't come until July of next year. Wow. For the first time ever, overall music sales, and this is accounting for every unit of sales for each physical format, CD, LP, cassette, digital tracks, music videos declined. So... Basically, this was the first time uh, ever that the entire music industry was at a lost. Hmm. There's really weird fucking stats. Yeah. And this was every single genre. Classical, jazz, Latin all saw 25% declines. Rap saw a growth by 3%. That was the only genre that had any growth <laughs> in you 2010. Go, Fuck yeah. Right? Which leads me to one of my points of this year that uh, after going through and choosing my top albums, I was a little hip hop heavy at this time mm. in my life. I was not. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get into in a second what you were fucking into. So in the next episode, we are doing a whole DL's 10 out of 10s on one very specific rap album. And going through my top 10 that I brought to the table, let's see, I would consider six out of the 10 part of at least half hip hop. Mm -hmm. That's probably going to be one of the only years that would happen for me. Wow. Yeah, that's true. At this point in your life, judging by what you sent me, you were fucking <laughs> full on metalhead. Holy I, shit. I have zero anchor points to pop music from this era even like mainstream metal i'm like that was shit like <laughs> like avenged sevenfolds album this oh year. good god at the, at the time i'm like this that's garbage mm -hmm. that's not fucking metal i'm listening to real metal you know yeah. so and this was a couple years after their drummer died right oh uh, i think maybe the reverend was gone at this point because their previous album was fucking good 2009 yeah the rev died in 2009 but this, so the yes yeah. because i remember they came out with nightmare <sighs> yeah no i agree it's up <laughs> and i felt that way about most of the mainstream metal at this point i was just i had gone down a rabbit hole and was listening to just shit that i like no one else was listening to i was living in a cave basically this was a interesting year you know how fucking hard it is to research music from 2010 without bringing up the 2010s yeah, i absolutely do yeah because that's 
So fucking fix your shit, Google. God yeah, damn it. I completely agree. As far as Caveller Tech, let's go to them now. Yeah. We okay. are both now very big fans of Caveller Tech, and I think Oof. they might be the heaviest band that I'm a fan of. They are, You're wearing the shirt. <laughs> I am. They're one nice. of the only consistently growly metal. He's yeah. always screaming. It's one of the few bands that does that that I still really like. Is it because you don't understand the lyrics? Because it's primarily in Norwegian. I think that's part of it. Yeah. I also think they have such unique bluesy guitar work. Oh, fuck. Well, they're, like, they are like this mix of rock and roll, punk, and black metal that yeah. no one else does. I have never heard a heavy metal band throw in more clean guitar yeah. than they do. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. I love Dude, it. They are so good. So those of you out there, if you're like me and you're not a massive metal head, just try Caveller Tech because they're... They're really fucking rad. So musically, like I'm a guitar guy, 100%. Anyone who's good at their instrument, who is like proficient and, and adept at playing a musical instrument, I'm interested in because I, I just like mastery. I like yeah. anyone who is able to like dedicate themselves to a vocation and become very good at it. But I don't think there is any other band that has ever made me want to play drums like this fucking band has. <laughs> really? Oh, I it, it just... If you listen to the drums in, in their first two albums, yeah, I, I like want to learn how to play drums because of this band. Well, it surprises me that you didn't like this year then, because this this year, yeah, you know the most downloaded song of two thousand ten, oh, Evil what? California Girls by Katy Perry and Snoop Dogg. Jesus Christ, <laughs> right? Do you know the top selling artist was no second time in three years? Good old T Swift. <laughs> I, look, I studying for this year i was such a fucking grumpy bastard studying for this because it really was an admittance of evil our time has ended <laughs> it is the next generation's turn <laughs> this is oh, not our fucking oh, music anymore holy shit two nights ago i don't even remember what happened came home and eve our 11 year old turned on the sonos and she was jamming out and she was listening to, she loves T-Swift, number one. Oh, so there was Shocker. Little, but Carly Rae Jepsen's song from like 2012, Call Me Maybe, which is like 2012, oh, yes. 11, 12. And then Nicki Minaj, Super Bass, which is from this fucking year, from 2010. She played that three times in, the ro in a row. <laughs> and I, I like get up and I walk out there and I'm like, you get to play one song at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and then she texts Megan. She's like, Jimmy ruined my fun. <laughs> but that's kind of like a testament to like the power of pop music from this era. Like it kind Ab of took over. Absolutely. It absolutely did. So that's a good segue into awards and categories because that's my breakout artist of the year. It's Nicki Minaj. Mm. Like this, so Damn, that's I good. Ha I have a feeling we're going to talk about this in the next episode. No, oh, maybe. But the album that we decide to talk about, all three of us talked about her a bunch. But you you keyed in on her basically uh, not known figured yet. out in 2010. Yeah. Oh, like late 2010 is when she arrived. That's a good answer. I know. Fuck. Who's your breakout artist? Uh, okay, I'm going to be honest to everybody. I did not prepare for this episode because I don't give a fuck about 2010. <laughs> so my answers are all like stock. It's like Lars Ulrich. This is stock, man. Uh, it's just so it's really stock. So it was Cavellertack because I don't have anything else to say, apparently. 
I'm going to throw someone in there. Since we're talking about pop music, this was a breakout year for Kesha. It was. Her biggest song came yeah, Animal, out this year. Animal. Like Animal. TikTok. Yeah. Yes. TikTok, which became the fucking app. Did they name their app after? I just I just realized. I have no. I bet. Those are good uh, one for me, one for you answers. If you and I had to pick one together, it'd be Cavell Tech. Yeah, because we both love them. Because we love them. Yeah. Uh, but the the right answer is Nicki Minaj. I think you're right. And, yeah. And that represents everything for better or worse that, that music turned into at this point. Um, <laughs> height of power for anybody. I have somebody in mind who put out a really big album. Kanye, I think he was on top of the world at this point. I think that's a good answer. I think the question is, is no, because I, th- I think you're right. He wasn't as beloved anymore Mm-mm. because he had pissed so many people off, but right. that just made him more popular. Right. And that album so, was fucking great. I said CeeLo Green. Oh. He was huge basically because of this year. He had been popular because of Gnarls Barkley. And, right. But CeeLo wasn't CeeLo until this year. I feel like he did kind of use that to come out with his own album. CeeLo kind of disappeared after this. That's true. He was on like one of those sing shows or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think he was like fucking. Those sing shows. <laughs> What's the show with the three X's where the three people pick? The show with the three X's? Hmm. That's a. <laughs> <laughs> That's, there's a lot of shows with three X's on it. The three seats yeah, where they pick uh, 2011. Yeah, there we go. So this is, this really was the, this was the fucking end. This was the end. Yeah. It's like um, the Dancing with the Stars era of... Yeah. Um, albums that uh, aged poorly or well. Do you have anything I, for this? <laughs> I told you I'm lazy. I just said that 2010 aged like unpasteurized milk for me. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is it's not good. It's just... Not that, the, that commoditization of music didn't exist before, but this was like the codification of that. That is just what the music industry is. It's yep. just, we're just cranking out product. It's like, yeah, this is just content. Not only were we just cranking out content, but we're cranking out content and there is about 300 people that are going to make money from it. Yeah. What was the app that we used to use? The Google, not, was it Google or was it? I used uh, Google play music. Google play. Yeah. Google play was legit. And it yeah. was good old fashioned 99 cents a song or, you know, $7 for an album. This was the beginning of the end of even that, of even giving an artist fucking five bucks. Yeah. Nope. 1995 a year. We'll make deals with the labels. Mm-hmm. And this is the end. Congratulations. Get off my lawn. <laughs> as far as aging poorly or well, I don't really know that this is far enough in the past. The only one that I have that I liked a lot more then than I do now is Recovery by Eminem. Mm. I liked it back then. I'm not a fan anymore. A couple songs I love, but I don't know if there's an age where you don't like most Eminem <laughs> just because of, because it's so fucking dumb. I, I don't know. Was, when, <sighs> he was best when he was quirky. Mm-hmm. When his music was like almost like borderline Dr. Demento sounding shit. <laughs> yes. Seriously. That's when he was the best. It was almost like tongue in cheek parody of itself. So when he Hi, became. My name is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's just stupid. <laughs> that yep. is good because of it. 
But it, when he like reins it in a little bit and becomes a little too serious, then it's like eh. he was taking himself extremely seriously. I'll get to what I think aged well. Listening at the time versus now, is there anything for you that you were listening to that you aren't anymore, or vice versa? Van Halen, Women and Children first. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> literally i think it might have been 2010 i came up with a playlist that was 1978 to 1984 that's almost all that i was listening to and and it was like roth era van halen early rat twisted sister acdc iron (laughs) maiden it was like that that's literally what i was listening to at that time so (laughs) There we go. At the time, that year, there are three albums that I listened to on repeat at that time, besides other shit, because there really wasn't very much good shit in, the, in this year. Uh, Interpol's self-titled album, I listened to a shit ton. I talked about breakup album. Well, this was that. Mm. To the max. Bad Religion came out mm. with The Descent of Man, which I will talk about later. And then uh, we actually already did an episode on it, but CeeLo Green's album from this year, Mm -hmm. which was uh, The Lady Killer. I loved that album. Thought it was great. At some point in this year, it was the beginning of the end for my health as well, because (laughs) Evil, this was the year that I moved into the compound. Oh, oh no. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. So I went over to... 2010 might be our origin story. We met it. No, no. Our origin story is I used to go over to your house for UFC fights. That was before this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But this was when we were actually like, oh shit, I said, this guy's fucking cool. Yeah. I went over one night to our buddy's house. He was like, hey, you're going to listen to this song with me because I was right in the middle of getting broken up with like literally that day. Right. I just found out that maybe she was not the most wholesome person in the world. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, you're here. We're going to play Edward Forty Hands and listen to <laughs> Fuck You by CeeLo Green basically on repeat. And <laughs> it was, he was, That's healthy. and you know him, he was the most excited little kid. Well, yeah. he, it, he had just heard the song like that oh day. He was like, this is the greatest fucking song that ever in the history. And he just listened, oh. we listened to it for like five hours straight. And Edward, Forty I blacked Hands. out at some point. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, after that with bottle rockets from your cowboy hat and <laughs> <laughs> what an era was that took a lot of years off my life. Um, <laughs> we, you already alluded to it, but listening then versus now, the big one for me is plastic beach. I listen to that all the time now. Oh, and one that we've talked about a ton on the pod. I've talked about a ton on the pod, like three or four episodes. The constellations Southern Gothic came out this year. Mm. That one too. I listen to that all the time. Was there anything that you found studying for this year that you wish that you would have heard? Yes, I'll talk about that later. But most of this is just fucking bullshit, this music. <laughs> <laughs> it. I don't feel bad for missing out on 2010. I understand. If you had given me a handful of albums from this year to research for like an episode... We're doing a deep dive on this. I think there are a few things that I would real have really gotten into. Mm-hmm. I had not listened to Plastic Beach before. It, that's a great album. Yeah, it is. That's fucking awesome. It is. 
I can probably count on one hand uh, in terms of like popular music. There's some great metal from this year. But I had to dig for it. Honestly, it wasn't a big year for metal mm-hmm. either. It wasn't like a wellspring of great stuff. I did find some cool stuff. Even the albums, there's one or two albums from this year that we'll talk about that I think are really important. Like I said, in comparison to other years we've done, mm. even the ones that maybe weren't supposed to be that good, like 97, there were so many albums that it was like this album and this album and this album were just well, so fucking amazing. And there's like a nostalgia factor too. I just, yeah. music culture was different. There was radio play because of the way that music was delivered in 97 compared to 2010. It, gave things a chance to kind of earworm its way into your brain. Yeah. In a way that streaming doesn't do because streaming it's easy. Just click next. You don't have to sit through the track and listen to it on the radio until the next thing plays. Here's a question that I wish I would have thought of before this. How are young people? How are pop culture people? How are they getting their music back then? How are they finding new music back then? Ooh. Because I don't think MTV was doing it anymore, were no, they? No, MTV turned into like yeah. reality television at this point. Where were, was it still radio? Where were people getting their music? Well, if it was radio, it was like Clear Channel. It was like very, yeah, very deliberate X beats per like minute serious? programming. Yeah. Or like Pandora, maybe? Maybe Pandora. Pandora, but... I feel like probably... that was still geared more towards people like us. Yeah. Because you could pick like what bands right. you... Right, you curate stuff. What the fuck? How are people... I think that's why huh. this era sucks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're probably getting it from whatever popular... Get off my lawn. Um <laughs> The only one that I have, which I'm a little bit ashamed of, and it's a big one for me because I am a huge fucking big boy fan. I love Outkast, and I've always had a thing for big boy because Andre gets all the, right. you know, one of the yeah. greatest artists of all time. And big boy is such a fucking badass. Yeah. And I've, I've always loved this stuff. And he came out with Sir Lucius Left Foot this year. Which I had never, I did not know existed. Turned it on when I saw it on the 2010 list. I was like, this is fucking awesome. So that's my, where the fuck was this album? That's a good answer, I think. You gave me a list of albums to look, like, you should check these things out. And I did try for the most part. <laughs> and a lot of it was like, I just don't have a toe in, I don't, there's nothing that connects me to that era. At this age, the you have no more fucks to give. I don't. And there's other music <laughs> I want to listen to right now. Yes. There's like some really fucking good albums out there right now that I want to listen to that are current. Yeah. And I'm like, I if you like, I think there is music from this era, from 2010, that given enough time to work its way into my consciousness, I would probably like quite a bit. But I, like you said, I have fucking no fucks to give at this point. <laughs> And I'm leaning into it for this for this episode because I, I feel like, like it, it, it fits. And it's deserved. It really is. What was your theme song of 2010, Evil? If you see me driving around town with all these terrible songs, <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I think that's mine. That song did. That's the only song that I can think of that was just, that was fucking everywhere and it didn't suck. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I hate about that song? What? The clean version. Forget, forget you. you yeah that's mm. why even fucking get off my lawn what's the worst album of the year evil well most of them yeah <laughs> 2010 <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, I teenage dream by Katy Perry is kind of the, I've said it a lot. I'm going to keep saying it. It's the beginning of the end. It's the admittance that we're our generations and eighties metal into nineties metal slash grunge into post-punk. Uh, it was the end. We no longer were cool. Thanks a lot, Katy Perry. Welcome to the era of music product. Exactly. And with that, we're going to take a break and we're going to talk about our favorites. <laughs> we'll be right back. Stand up straight at the foot of your love. I lift my shirt up. Stand up straight at the foot of your love. We are back. Evil, who won 2010? Nobody won 2010. We're all worse off because of this year. And I will probably live a shorter life because of 2010. Because of <laughs> <laughs> I think my answer for everything from now on is just Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. Uh, Katy, Katy Perry won the year. I feel like at this point, once that album came out, she was on the top of the world for like a fucking decade, right? Yeah. Was she married to, to Russell Brand at this point, or did that come later? I thought she was married to the Lord of the Rings dude. What? Uh, Legolas? At this point? I, dude, I, isn't that who she's married to? Maybe now. She was married to Russell Brand at some point. Wait, what the fuck was he doing with her? <laughs> Evil, what's your fifth yep. favorite album of 2010? I have two honorable mentions for two different reasons. Okay. My first honorable mention, and... I hate to throw a monkey wrench into the very end of the show. For listeners, the years that we break down, we always try to collectively come up with a top 10 albums, which you and I have done. However, at the last, literally right before recording, I, w- I listened to something and I'm like, oh shit. I'm so glad I listened to this because it's fucking great. And, it- and you had sent your top 10 albums to me and this was on it. Earlier in the episode, the was there something that was like surprising that in uh-huh. LCD sound system, this is happening. Yeah. Is so fucking good. It really good. is. It's good. Oh, talking heads, 80s-ish feel to it, but filtered through like more modern production and sensibilities. And it's just brilliant. And I fucking love that album. And I'm going to listen to that more and more. We have a top 10. We do. And I'm, I I admittedly, I'm like, just fucking pick 10 albums so I don't have to participate in this bullshit. But if this one can work its way into there. You're in for a treat, everyone. So is that, okay, so that's your honorable mention, which is. Fu- I have another honorable mention. Okay. And this is because of the, what I mentioned, like with Daughters. And this is an album. I'm a huge fan of like early 2000s metalcore. And there's this group of bands from all over the U.S., but it's like the new wave of American heavy metal, which is the stupidest name in the world. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like Unearth and a bunch of Boston bands, Unearth and, and Shadows Fall and uh, Kill Switch Engage. And then like bands like God Forbid, I fucking love Lamb of God's kind of in there. One of them that's really good is As I Lay Dying. And I like every single As I Lay Dying album. 
their singer, he's just sort of a like a, a shitty person. I mean, yeah. he contracted someone to try to kill his wife. Yeah, I think we point. talked about them in like our yeah. first season finale or second or something like that. So it's it's like really hard to like promote that band, even though I love their music. Yeah, you know, I couldn't put it on my top five because he's just he's a shitball, man. He's <laughs> just not a great guy. What's your actual fifth? My actual fifth is The Dead Weather, Sea of Cowards. That wasn't even really... I don't want to say it wasn't on my radar. I think when I sent you my initial list, I sent you my top 10 and then a couple of maybes. Mm -hmm. And they were on my maybe. Were they? But then when you sent me your list and it was on there, I re-listened to it mowing the law and I was like, fuck yeah, this is fucking awesome. It's very basic new age Jack White, but that's badass. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good one. I, uh, proving my, was in a bit of a hip hop mode at that time. My fifth favorite album of 2010 is Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon 2. Mm. I loved his first album. Fucking loved it. It's incredible. This one's not as good, but it's still great. I understand that a lot of people don't love the whole kind of calm synth wave sort of chill rap that he does. I fucking love it. And that's my number five. I will go with my number four, which is in complete contrast to Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon 2, and that is The Descent of Man by Bad Religion. Mm. This was, to me, their last really good album. Mm. They've come out with a couple albums since. I just don't think any of them have touched this. It's just old school fucking Bad Religion. Fast, it doesn't stop, insane hooks, insane vocals insane melody that's my number four what is your fourth favorite album of 2010 i have a question for you before we do that what's your favorite bad religion album oh jesus christ (laughs) um no pressure i'm asking this for selfish reasons because i like bad religion but i don't know bad religion if i were to give you a bad religion album that i think that you would fucking love it would be the process of belief. It's almost more rock than it is punk. All right. Okay. Atomic Garden. Sorry. Okay. What's your number four? Total digression. No. Hey, we can uh, talk about bad religion. For my, my number three four is, is Ghosts Opus Eponymous. I, wow. It's that high. Yeah. Well, it's a fucking thin year, man. It I, is. I mean, I dug into some metal and I am not a big black metal guy or like symphonic metal. Mm-hmm. Like, you get into the fringes and I'm like, eh. groove. I like, like I'm fucking groove guitar and glory. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I want some fucking good solo, some good riffs, you know, and it gets a little too artsy and I'm like, eh. <laughs> did I tell you that I was sitting on, on a airplane on the way home from my last trip? It got sat next to this like fucking 11 year old whose family was on the row ahead. I'm just watching my movie or whatever. And I look over and his background, his wallpaper is fucking Sabaton. F- yes. Fuck. Yes. God damn it. Right. That he's kid- like fucking 11 years old. I'm like, that kid is going to go places <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Sorry. I derailed you. It's a thin year. There were some things that I found like this is a whole different, this is like a whole episode of its own. Have you ever heard of slough Feg? Yes. The Lord yeah. Weird Slough Fag. They put out an album this year, and I like listen to it. I'm like, it's pretty good, but it's not like in in their best. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of bands put out albums this year that, like, I sent you in my list. I put like the Sword in my top ten, and it's not. It's like <laughs> the, it's their third album. It's not my favorite the album of theirs. But it was it, the year is so thin. Even the bands that I like put out stuff that I'm like, meh. <laughs> At the time, I almost put them as a breakout, but 
I think it their next album really was kind of their breakout. I think their breakout was fairly recently. Just in terms yeah. of like, holy fuck, they are everywhere. That's true. That's a good point. They're good musicians, good stage show, good theater. Great writing. Really good mm-hmm. writing. This album's different though. I think it's different from the rest of their catalog and I kind of like that about it. It's a little more... This just might be of the time. Today, we know everything about everyone. Yeah. And and they were a little... This was sort of like following like Tool's MO. Like, don't do interviews and sort of... There's mystery involved. Keep your and, costume on and... Yeah, 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 yeah. And they weren't popular but, enough yet to where that no, mattered. No. no. And, and yeah. honestly, people didn't know who they were. They yeah. didn't know Tobias Forge. They, like, yeah. I like that about this album. Evil, what's your third favorite album of 2010? I'm so glad I've, I realized this was a 2010 release. I sent this to you earlier today. And it's High on Fire, Snakes for the Divine. If I would have missed this, I would have felt like a fucking dunce. This, in like the sludge, like the Sabbath-influenced sludge metal genre, uh-huh. this over the Swords album from this year for days. Really? It, oh yeah yeah it's so good so you like that album is what you're saying i do i fucking <laughs> love it. my top three i fucking love everything else from this year i could literally throw into the dumpster All right. everything yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm saying my third and like like we said the roster is thin they're bringing out the same album that i've brought out a lot on this podcast but my third is uh southern gothic by the constellations yeah. it is Primo fucking Atlanta bar hall rock. I love it. Go to all our other episodes where I fucking talk about it if you want to uh, hear more. <laughs> you just actually just did a YouTube and I had one of our listeners, Mark, talk about it because he loves this album too now. Thanks to me. God damn it. And then uh, my number two, here's a curveball. My number two is not an album per se as much as it is a score of a movie. Oh. I know what this is. The social network Atticus and Trent uh, came out with a fucking masterpiece Uh, for a movie that I think is, I fucking love that movie so much. Yeah. It's the social network. Any of you that, that enjoy scores, enjoy mood music. And they got like a version of the fucking hall of the mountain King on there. That's this like synth based. It's incredible. I wish that Trent and Atticus would have been working with Fincher earlier. Yeah. Could you imagine if they would have scored seven? Oh, Jesus. Or Fight Club. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Uh, what is pick. your number two, smart Evil? pick. Can I just say how, how psyched I would be if Zuckerberg and Elon actually had a cage fight? Had a match. cage fight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I and it kind of seems like Zuckerberg would kick his fucking ass, right? Yeah, right. He actually trains, trains his ass off. Elon made a comment though that I'm like, that's a good comment, regardless of of the veracity of it. He's like, you know, if I were to do this, I would I would train seriously because I if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it seriously. You know, he's like, I just have never had the need to do that before. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, actually, that's a very Elon fucking comment. Jesus Christ. Think of the fucking wild bullshit that would open up. Yeah. Like, it's like literally like claymation MTV celebrity death oh, match. Oh, absolutely. For anyone. That's how <sighs> the next president could be decided. Oh, yes, please. We are already really cl- close to idiocracy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Fucking I <laughs> Terry Crews for president. President Camacho, man. Yep. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> fucking beef supreme. Yeah. That is my president. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I might give my number two. Yeah. 
It is Cavellar Tax. Cavellar Tax is my number two. Wow. Wow. What the fuck is your number one? We talked about it. It's so good. I'll give my number one, then you give yours. This is going to be anticlimactic, especially for those of you that know me, but uh, I love this album. Still love this album. A lot of you are going to tell me that I'm dumb and that it's boring and I'm boring, but Interpol's self-titled album, I fucking love it. I love every single song on it. I don't care. Fight me. Evil. (laughs) Uh, What is your favorite album from this year? Is it Soil Work? It is. I decided decided it today. Here's the thing about Soil Work. I I know that I love the band. Every album is fucking Uh great. And I take it for granted. And then I actually listen to their music. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're fucking really real. I should have like Soil Work t-shirts and Soil Work (laughs) albums. They're so fucking good. I think I just get like callous or I get deaf to it because every fucking track is amazing. Every album is fucking amazing. They're just so I, I know fucking you mean. good. Yeah. And, and so I listened to this like front to back today. They have a guitar player who who's no longer in the band. He was like one of the founding members and was in the band for a while and then left. He moved to the he, They're from Sweden. He moved to the US. His name is Peter Workers. And they recorded an album maybe two without him. And then he came back for this one and like kind of to prove a point, like he's like, I'm going to fucking shred. And he's just amazing. He's, he's in like music production and stuff now. So fucking a man, this album has so many good, like it's just so well done. And Strid is the best metal vocalist period. Wow. That's a fight me. I'll win. That's a large claim. I mean, he, he can do he can do it all. He can sing. He has like melodic vocals. He can scream. He can growl. He does it all. And he is the fucking best metal vocalist. Period. Evil is a fan of soil work. Huge fan. And I and I feel like I need to actively be a fan of theirs and be a honor is always going to be my number one metal band but soil work i think might be a two or three wave that flag evil they deserve it man top five songs this will be fun this time because we actually gave them to each other and uh who knows maybe we listened maybe we didn't evil's mood tells me that maybe not but hey (laughs) we don't know top five songs of 2010 for me number five it's the easy way out but it is what it is and i've talked about it it's fuck you by (laughs) CeeLo. And uh, it's a great song. It's awesome. That album is fucking great. Evil, what's your number five? I have honorable mentions as well. God damn it. Two of them. Do you want to do an honorable mention? I don't give a fuck about this year either. Evil. I I give just as little of a fuck as you. I tried to come up with with something to talk about. My honorable mention will be Melancholy Hill off of uh, of Plastic Beach. Okay. That's a great song and it's not on my top five. Number one. I have no fucking reason liking this song. I'm almost embarrassed to admit it, but I'm going to admit it because fucking be a man. I was in <laughs> a department store. And I think it was Kohl's okay. shopping for fucking socks or something stupid. And I heard a song, <laughs> you know, it's like Muzak basically in those stores. And I heard a song. I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is kind of catchy. And I Shazam it. God damn it. <laughs> I don't even want to say. It's Owl City, Fireflies. The stupidest song you could even imagine. Oh my God. Is that, I'd like to make me, yes. holy shit, evil. <laughs> and I was, I jammed that for a while. I'm like, this is fucking catchy. I like it. That's kind of a catchy song. I, gi- I give that to you. It's super fucking catchy. So that's honorable. Yeah. 
man. <laughs> uh, that's kind of catchy. It's yeah. super duper catchy. Send the hate mail. <laughs> Uh, number two, honorable <laughs> mention, and this is purely for the story. I have a group of friends. You and I have talked about this a little bit. There's a conglomeration of humans who are trying to bring filmmaking to the state of Idaho. Mm -hmm. And they've wrote me in because they like me. They know I can accomplish stuff and I'm a hard worker. And it's, it's called Co-op Studio. And we're, we're going to try to like actually start a film studio in Idaho. A group of these people were hanging out in Sundance in 2008 or nine right they're mm -hmm. they're they're like filmmakers and and they're hanging out with this girl and she's like i'm fucking gonna be a superstar i'm gonna make it they're like uh -huh, whatever and she's got like this shitty geocities website no joke her her email address and i i texted one of these guys he's like i'm a freaking rock star at yahoo.com or some shit is what he says <laughs> and it was fucking kesha before Holy she broke shit. big they were really? just like hanging out in, in Sundance at some bar with Kesha before she broke it, <laughs> broke big. In honor of her, I put her song TikTok as an honorable mention just because that story is stuck with me and it's fucking hilarious. Fireflies and Kesha are your two yeah, honorable mentions. Jesus Christ. That's okay. how bad this this is how bad 2010 is, is those are the two songs outside of like fuck you, because everyone knows that song that I remember from 2010. What is your real number five? Blue Blood Blues from the Dead Weather. Yeah. That's fucking good. That's so yes. good. I was. That's actually good. <laughs> yeah. I was getting very down with that doing yard work on Saturday. What yeah. a great album, man. That Jack White, man. He knows. He doesn't fuck around. One of my favorite stories about him, and this is, of course, my chance to talk about Van Halen, <laughs> is there was a, at some point in his career, he's like, I just want a guitar that just works. And he played a, a Wolfgang yep. for a while. He's like, I know, like, I'm not an Eddie Van Halen guy, but this guitar, I just pick it up. I don't have to think about it. It just fucking yeah. works. He doesn't play it anymore. You know, he's moved on from that, but I fucking love that. He's just like, he's Jack White. He's like, fuck it. I'll play a Wolfgang for a while. Why not? It's whatever sound he's looking for. Now he's got third man where yep. he can just be like, Hey, I want you to make me a fucking pedal. That sounds like exactly. I'm punching <laughs> something inside of a warehouse. And they're like, okay, I'll get right on it. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> what's your number four favorite song? I'm lazy. So my top five songs mapped to my top five albums, and I tried to pick a song off of them that I thought was really good. If I was going to introduce somebody to Ghost, I think Ritual is a good introduction to that band. I still think that's later stuff, but I had written off their first album and you picking them had me go back and listen to it again and it, it it's better than i remembered it being my number four and we were just talking about how i think it's this album is aged poorly but this song has been on my workout mix now for 13 years so what the hell and that is cinderella man by eminem it is just an incredibly basic boom clap, hard, loud, him, fuck you, I'm going to get what I get sort of Eminem stuff. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've just, I've loved that song. It's a good workout song. I can see that. My number three, going to keep talking about him because I don't know if you knew this or not, everybody, but I like Bad Religion. And mm. track one, side one off of the Descent of Man, which is the day the earth stalled. The earth stalled. 
love me some Bad Religion starting tracks because they just fucking right out the gate, 99 miles an hour, every single, they did that again. Your stalled <laughs> is amazing. And I love that song. That's I, I did listen to that. I fucking dug it. Listening to them in a cursory way for this episode is part of why I asked you about them. It's two minutes of just yep. fucking we're in, we're going to punch you in the face and we're out. Yeah. What's your third favorite song of 2010? It is Snakes for the Divine, High and Fire, first track, title track on that album. It is fucking so good. Matt Pike. I think you texted me at 37 minutes before we started. Probably. <laughs> Matt Pike is... He's an ugly motherfucker, number one. Uh, and his voice is like, it's a hard sell. But Jesus Christ, can he play guitar? I want everybody, I'm going to tell a little story about this week. I'm going to tell everybody, <laughs> if you want to start a podcast with people, what you have to go through. Okay? Simultaneously this week, I've got this idiot getting married, just completely blown off the two things that she was supposed to do. So I have to do them for her. I've got this editing idiot that says, hey, oh shit, I'm gone for 11 days. Sorry. Can we just skip content? And then I've got this fucking guy I'm doing a podcast with that's like, I fucking hate this year. I'm not fucking studying. <laughs> this, this is my world. <laughs> do you... <laughs> Do you ever watch Spaceballs? <laughs> Love Spaceballs. Oh, I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's us. We are the assholes. And I love it. You're our Colonel Sanders. Um, What's your second favorite song? Can we, uh, I'm, I, I bought Crocs this year. <laughs> <laughs> I have metallic Crocs. <laughs> Is this, are you explaining how you've given up on life? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing Crocs with black socks. Oh, I have these things evil. called gibbets. Do you know what a gibbet is? No. All the kids are wearing them. They're like charms for your Crocs. J-I-B-B-I-T-Z. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes, I know what those yeah. are. Slimer from Ghostbusters. I can't think of the name of the tequila. It's got like this ceramic, this white ceramic. Cool oh, bottle yeah, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. that. And I've got half a rainbow that says best. I think the other one says friends. And I think it's on my lady's Crocs. How much did and you I'm spend more, on your giblets? I don't know. What the fuck? It's too much. This is you, this is where I am. This is... You're the, you, I've entered the Crocs the, era of my life. You've entered the 2010 of evil's life. <laughs> <laughs> so my number two... <laughs> I bought Crocs. Uh, my number two is Soilworks. Late for the kill, early for the slaughter. It's the, the opening track to Which that is album. Which is fucking great. Mm -hmm. So good. Speed's amazing. The guitar's amazing. The whole album's fucking great. Yeah, there we go. Am I uh, going to number one now, too? Yeah. Is yep. that how we do it? So yep. my number one is Off or Not from mm. Cavalier Tech. It, yeah. That is the fucking Cavellar Tack song for me.
I listened to that on oh. the way home today. And yes, Jesus. it's that guitar is so fucking bluesy and somehow so metal. There's three of them. There's three it's, guitar players. It's so cool. It's so cool what they're doing. There's a, a the main ref. It's all three guitars playing. And they do like this yeah. breakdown where each of the three guitar players plays a piece of the main riff. That was recorded under in, uh, I will be able to get the rights to that so I can oh, play dude. it. Yeah. So I don't sound like such an idiot. That is the fucking, one of the coolest guitar things I've ever heard done. My top two songs of 2010. My number two is Success by Interpol, which is track one side one. Apparently I'm a big track one side one guy. I love it. I'm not going to keep going into why I like Interpol. I just do. God damn it. And my number one, I've talked about it before on the podcast a lot. It's actually one of my favorite songs ever written. I don't know what it is about it. I don't know if it's just because of what part. I don't, it's this weird 60s vibe to me, but it's funky. I, I don't know, but it's December by the Constellations. Wow. And that's our favorites. As far as top 10, top 10 albums. So here's the thing. I sent Evil a list. The ones that didn't make it are Interpol self-titled, Deer Hunter I, I had on there, Caribou I had on there, Spoon Transference came out this year, and uh, what else did I have on there? Uh, LCD Sound System, which we talked about already, yeah. that Evil kicked off. Well, I didn't fight for it enough either. I didn't fight for it. And then Evil, on yours, you had, that didn't make it, you had The Sword, The Ocean. You had Brother by the Black Keys. Yes. I do like certain Black Keys. I'm not a huge Black Keys guy, though. Yeah. I don't know why. I like tracks of theirs. I don't like albums yes. of theirs. I feel like as a concept, they are awesome. There's something about them that I start listening to them and I'm like, I want to go listen to the White Stripes or yeah. Jack White instead. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Really? Yeah. Uh, and speaking yeah. of Jack White being a scrapper, I think he fucking beat up one of the Black Keys at one point. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, that's perfect. That works out then. And, also, uh, the White Stripes, the Black Keys. Like, it's like... Mm. Yeah, come on, guys. Really? Yeah. I didn't have the fucking the stamina to go listen to stuff that I don't want to listen to and be like, yes, this is good. I'm going to like bow to the metal gods. And yeah, there was fucking fuck it, dude. No kind of that's if I could name <laughs> this episode, it'd be fuck it. And that's our top 10 this year. We, I'm not going to say we didn't try, but there was not the conversation there usually is. No. So here no. is our top 10. Number 10. We've talked about a lot after talking to evil. I guess this probably should have been higher. And number 10 is soil works. The panic broadcast. I'm fine with it at 10. I'm fine with it there. I only knew one album of theirs and it was a later one than this. And I liked it a lot. The cover is like a gold palace. It's like golden purple. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, number nine is one we've also already talked about, and it is Sir Lucius Left Foot by Big Boy. Yeah. So you can kind of see how this is working. Number eight was a last minute change. We originally had Ghosts Opus Eponymous on there, and we are changing it to LCD Sound Systems album because it does fucking kick ass. God damn it. That That is, if there was one good thing out of this podcast for me, it's <laughs> finding, finding that album. Well, let's go the whole other way because an album that I'm sure, <laughs> I don't even know. Did you even try to listen to any of it at all? Our number seven that we haven't touched on yet 
So calm down, all you indie hipsters. Arcade Fire's The Suburbs. Oh, fuck no. Why would I no. do that? <laughs> I know actually, better. It actually might be my second favorite Arcade Fire album. I really, really like this album. Huge shocker. It was on my top 10, not on Evil's. I, I can't believe it. Imagine that. It's really, really <laughs> weird. You can see from this list, it was very much just like, fuck, let's just mishmash our, our list and call it a day. Uh, number six, Caveller Tech's debut mm-hmm. self-titled album. We've yep. talked about it. We love it. It's awesome. Number five. Actually, I want to ask you about this. CeeLo Green's The Lady Killer. So I told you to have Megan listen to this album. Did she listen to it? Not yet. She'll like it. I liked it too. A lot of old, old school soul. Yeah. Yep. So I figured you guys would... We'll play that, I'm sure. Number four, it was in my honorables. It was in your top 10, Sea of Cowards by Dead Weather. Yeah. And yep, we've talked about it. So it's good. awesome. Jack White in Nashville can't go wrong. Now we are on to the top three that both of us actually had in our top 10. Number three, the weird, the uncomfortable. Before you even knew how much of a piece of shit the guy was, the music already fucking disturbed you. And that is Daughters, Daughters. And I think we are going to talk about the album that they came out with after this at some point too. There is a weird part of me that wants to. I'm a big fan of art making you feel something. Whether that's awesome or gross, these guys did mindfuck music. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Our number two is... Moving on. Plastic Beach by The Gorillaz. Probably my second favorite Gorillaz album. Is it? I love this album. It's so good. I don't want to say it's underrated because I think it does get pretty good praise, but... It's a great album. And and then, of course, number one, which shouldn't really be a surprise, Kanye West's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh, that... Okay. We're going to talk about this yep. uh, next episode yeah. with our dear friend, the one, the only, the married, Rachel Pol- Rachel Mason? Rachel Mason, we're going to think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. That's 2010. I... Would just keep shitting on Spotify, but this episode is going to release on Spotify. I don't know. I feel like a fucking, I feel like a taxi driver that's using an Uber. I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, this is what music is now. Can't stop progress. Ugh. That's gross. I know. It's gross. It is. (laughs) It really is. Evil, I'm going to leave you with this happy thought. One analyst estimated that an artist with a family would need to have more than 24 million plays on Spotify per year in order to earn enough to meet the federal poverty line. Good night and good luck. (laughs) 